Hey guys, quick audio disclaimer for the next two episodes. Um, I don't know why my computer just randomly switched audio inputs, so the audio you're hearing from me is from my camera. That's why it sounds so different from Paige. Uh, please bear with us. Apologies. Hello, everybody. We are back with our... F- this is not our first movie. This is our first 20- recorded one of the new year, I think. Yeah, the first recorded one of 2022. Uh, we are the Mixed Reviews Podcast. Uh, I have my lovely host, Sasha, and then hi. I am here for the... Re- yeah, hi! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys forgot about me. I'm here too. I'm here for the ride. <laughs> Today we are talking about a Michael Bay-produced film called Project Almanac. <laughs> I love this movie. Uh, yes. 2015 tra- time travel YA found footage film. Like, it is everything... <laughs> Everything I would want from a 2015 Michael Bay produced movie. And did you notice that there is actually clips of the Ninja Turtles movie playing in the background of this movie? Is it really? Yes. There's so many like stupid ass like Easter eggs in this movie for no reason. This movie thinks so, it's way way smarter than it is. So I think I snapped you this the the okay spoilers already, but they they change time and stuff like that. But there's a point where a plane crashes. Yeah, that's, that's yeah they take it from they took it from flight. They take it literally from flight, and I thought it was going- One of the plane crashes they actually took, it's a real plane crash of people dying, and a bunch of, like, the victim's, like, family messaged Michael Bay and was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? So they just took it from flight? No, and no, they, they used that like, and another one. If you see, there's two plane crash footages. One of them's the one from flight that they edited, and then the other one is an actual piece of, like, plane crash footage. Mm. But, sorry, jumping into a little fast, yes, we're talking sorry. about the 2015 found footage- found footage quote-unquote film project almanac if you guys haven't seen it i'm not surprised i think i was probably one of the only people who saw it in theaters when it came out i had no idea this movie existed nobody nobody knew it existed i i don't even know how i found out about it i think it was because i was so deep down the chronicle like hole at that time oh yeah. i was keeping my eye out for any found footage ya movies and i was like oh fuck it's a michael bay produced and it's time travel you so yes it's michael a bay dick it's a very loosely put together uh, time travel found footage film about this teenager who wants to get into MIT. Obviously, that's what every that's what every teenager is doing in, in fucking tech movies is getting into MIT. That's how you know they're smart. It's also and, not uh, a teenager; it's a thirty five year old. Get yeah, it right. right. That was one of the, the trivia's on it. It's like <laughs> Johnny Weston's actually twenty six when he's playing eighteen year old David. That's <laughs> like, what he oh. looks like at twenty six. Right. Rough. It looks like logic, kind of. <laughs> he's, he's like gonna... the weirdest. He's like the weirdest but still most average looking white boy protagonist. Yeah. He's got like a blonde curly buzz cut and glasses. And then like a black five o'clock shadow for no yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah. And he's like Jared Leto ripped. Yeah, what the hell? The, uh, Like, don't think I missed that Hollywood, this fucking nerdy 18 year old who's just casually jacked as fuck. I, I call I call it the coke body where you're super skinny, but like really, ra- really ripped. I gotta push off! Yeah, it's like how David Bowie looked in the 80s. <laughs> I guess we could just call that 80s male body. (laughs) Yeah, because everybody was like, (laughs) that's how everybody looked in the 80s. Uh, No, so him and his friends, they're working on a project. The original project they're sending to MIT is like a motion-activated drone, which like, it's 2015. We don't we already have those? Okay, (laughs) but honestly, whatever the hell he invented is way cooler than like whatever this time travel device. The time travel device, like, you got to give him props. You never actually see it. Did you notice that? You never actually see the device. You don't. You see, like, segments. Yeah, so he applies for this MIT, and that's how, like, the found footage starts, is them recording his, like, experiment for MIT, which is a motion-activated drone that he can control with his hands. Mm -hmm. Um, And it works. 
and as well he gets in but they don't get the scholarship so he can't afford it and his mom is like unemployed at the time even though they live in this giant ass fucking house and apparently had like 18 gopros to spare but well, okay dad worked for the government so they yeah, would easily yeah, fund the they family don't have any kind of severance for that yeah Nothing. they definitely do they definitely do that's what bought the house i think the mom had a gambling problem they should have gone deeper into that <laughs> that's why he was going for the lottery You've already created a more layered story than this ever. I know. This movie ever could. <laughs> um, so yeah, they threw, um, uh, they find this video camera in their attic. I do think this is kind of a cool way how they discover what the fuck is gonna happen. So before they even discover they're doing the time travel thing, before you even know it's a time travel movie, unless you know that going into it, they watch this video on their like deceased dad. I think he's dead. Um, his video camera of like the main character's seventh birthday party, and he notices notices his like current day self in the video like in a reflection of the camera and they're like how the fuck is this possible so they go through the basement is it the basement or the attic i think it's the, the basement they find the actual device the attic's yeah. where the camera is they the start in the, the attic they end in the basement yeah it all looks the same it's all yeah. dusty and way too big for a fucking house yeah basically this device and like the instructions to do time travel essentially and they build it and uh Obviously, things don't go well. They should have gone more wrong. They things definitely should have. Things go suspiciously smoothly and no problems happen for, like, way too long of the film. There's a yeah. point where they're testing out the time travel and it's just them, like, testing stuff. And I wanted that to be the entire second act because some cool stuff happens. At one point, um, when they're testing it, they send, like, a little remote control car through. And then it comes back and it's fused into the wall. Now, I'm sorry, if you establish that things get fused into other things, why does that not happen to a character later also, on in the film? Also, they do that with the, um, the, the screwdriver and the hammer when he pulls up to the camera. He's like, from now on, film everything. First off, you guys were already clearly filming everything. I've seen 90% of your life at this point, and I'm still not sure what the fuck they're, they're, they were filming on before they found the video camera. Because it's all still yeah. found footage until they find the video camera. Yeah. And then it's just the found footage, like but they film. know they're filming. Yeah, the the sister like likes doing film and stuff like that, and the brother's yeah, like, no, don't do weird. it. I don't know. It's it's to establish kind of character. Really likes to do film stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> um. So yeah, they they do some tests. The testing like special effects are kind of fun. They definitely dug into that product placement with yeah. the the very obvious spinning Red Bull can. The dude, what are you doing to my Xbox? I did, I did, I did like the, the turbine wind machine they had for every shot. Yeah. I, it got my heart racing. I it's actually, so I, good. I unironically I, liked it. Yeah, I mean, I know, I know, I think that's partly why I do like the effects. So the effects that they use to go back in time is the most, like, that's when I knew Michael Bay had a hand in this. It's the most, like, lowest Michael Bay you can get, but it's still, because you still get the sparks, like, the weird random Extra explosions Everything's and shit very around. blue. There's but it's so like much blue. Like, like, the wind picks up and, like, shit starts moving in slow motion. They do, like, some glitch over effects. They love that glitch effect in this movie, which, honestly, I'm cool with because I like that effect. But that's, like, one of their only gimmicks throughout this movie to show you that, like, time is fucking up. It's also a very easy way to hide any like bad CG because like the yeah. stuff floating through the air looked like a PS2. Oh yeah, cutscene. It was at, horrible. Like, the dust clouds. You, it looks like an unrendered like model. Yeah, it's really <laughs> like some of the it, dust clouds. It looked like the shields in the 1986 Dune. Like it's so bad. <laughs> That should be the time the time effect. They all just turn into Roblox and like vibrate, and then they're just back in yesterday. I would love that. Um. Uh, I 
the time travel in this is garbage. You know that, right? Oh, yeah. I think that's why I like it, though. Because it's I so because, bad? Because it's, well, it's so bad, and I, like, I feel like I brought this up in a movie before. Oh, it was, like, Ingrid Goes West. I kind of like it when these movies are, like, so self-contained, especially with something like, that has as much potential in, like, a story as, as time travel does. Yeah, where, that's like, true. But these are kids. They're dumb. Like, of course, their only, like, thought of having a time machine is going to parties, like, getting money, like, getting girls and stuff like that. And, like, that's where their world is. And I like how, like, time travel doesn't change that. They don't all of a sudden have to save the fucking planet now because they have a time travel machine. They're still kids that are just fucking up high school shit and I doing mean, the stupid last, stuff. The last thing I would do is go to Lollapalooza as a teenager. <laughs> that's the dumbest. As soon as they're that's, like, oh, that's Lollapalooza. That's you know they were on a budget. That's how I'm like, you were the most was basic white budget. people I've ever seen in my life, except for the one Asian kid. Poor Asian kid. Uh, anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um, but, so, yeah, they're, they... What do they first do? They first go back to yesterday and they break like the number one time like jumping rule. Cause like they, they make all these rules. Of course, one of the rules is film everything. Nobody and like nobody jumps alone. I feel like yeah. you should have more rules <laughs> for time travel. Than they're just stupid that. kids. That's, they, they can't understand quantum physics. Yeah, they're 18. Cause it's like, but they're technically they're not stupid kids because they they just built a time machine. That's where, I feel like that's where it has to be high school students and why you can't have okay. college people, maybe? Did they maybe? build a time machine? All they did is follow some Ikea diagram to build the time machine. They didn't oh. make anything. I mean, Their I dad made it. And they went, you know, part A, screw into part B. I feel part like that takes a little bit of intelligence to, to build and modify a time machine to fit in a backpack. All right, we'll, we'll get we'll get the documents. We'll get the documents, and I'll send them to you, and we'll see. I guarantee they're no harder than putting together like a bookshelf from IKEA. Paige, I've seen you construct structures at Bed Bath and Beyond. I'm gonna I take made you the up, desk. I'm gonna take you up on that. I made this desk. I'm good at it. <laughs> I'm gonna build a time machine, go back in time, and punch you in the face at Bed Bath and Beyond. Collapse. God. Um, yeah. So yeah, the first thing they do is they go back to the day before because I do kind of like how they're limited by how far back the machine can go. Cause there's like a point where they're like, I, I, I think, I mean, I do think the Lollapalooza thing is stupid, but it does work into that limitation. Cause Lollapalooza was within the last three months. Like we can only like at that point, the farthest they can go back is three months. So they That's have to fair. pick something within so the yeah, last three months. The whole build to the movie is kind of like them trying to push it further and further back. Yeah. Cause eventually he wants to go back and see his dad. That's kind of the thing he wants. Yeah. And I mean, to be fair, they kind of already know. I think that's that's another reason why I like the video part is because at that point, like they already know that he's gonna end up at his seventh birthday party. They don't know. You don't know how. You don't know when. And that's kind of cool when they like bring Jesse in because he has her keys in the video too. And they're like, "Whose fucking keys are that? We don't know anybody with those keys." And they meet her, and she has the keys. Um, so it's, it's very lame, like breadcrumbs. But I think it's fun. I know. I know. I you know I can't just be like it's fun. It's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> stupid because so what else would you rather them have it do though it gives so, some level of complexity would you let them just be like oh i want to build a time machine here it is it's it's yes honestly so time travel movies i feel work best in one of two ways they have to they have to entirely take place from the perspective of either one or the other you cannot intermix the two otherwise it all falls apart so you can't have someone traveling back into the into from the future to the past and then seeing the past trickle out do you know what i mean 
But because that happens then you, in like so many time travel movies. Which is why all time travel movies are stupid. <laughs> they don't work. <laughs> okay, so this is an opinion piece. This is an opinion. <laughs> all my travel. all my pieces are opinion pieces. <laughs> I'm not, these, I'm like not me without fact. my unwanted like, oh, opinion. I believe she seems like she has credentials behind this. Let's hear. <laughs> she goes, "Oh no, I just think it's stupid." <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mom. I do. I do. So. Uh, what the, one of the things that I don't like with the him seeing himself at his seventh grade bir- or his seventh birthday or whatever is you then have the established theory of uh, time is set in stone. Like this already happened, we for sure happened, and I'm like, that's fine, I can fly with that thing. And then they morph it into no, we're changing things as we go and we don't notice it. I'm like, then you wouldn't have seen that he showed up there at his seventh birthday party because you hadn't invented time travel yet. Like does. Yeah, but he goes back there after... Like, Ted Kevin was technically invented at that point. I need a whiteboard. I can't do this <laughs> without a whiteboard. <laughs> I think I think you just don't understand how time travel works, Paige. I think that's what we're getting out of this. <laughs> is that you don't understand how time travel works. I, I think that's why you don't like him. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't. Listen, I lack the vocabulary and intelligence to have this debate with you, but just know that I'm right. <laughs> okay. I don't know what you're right about, but okay, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean that's why that's why I I have a certain headspace that I go to with time travel movies. Yeah. I personally don't enjoy time travel movies at all because they're stupid and they try to take themselves too seriously. That's why I think I like this one because it's it's definitely taking itself too seriously, but it's so stupid that you yeah. know you know that it can't really be taking itself that fucking seriously. And that's and why it- with stuff like that, I'm like. It's creative, it's fun, yeah, it's stupid, but it's it's giving it some kind of depth where this movie, you know, like you said, it's got some wiggle room to add more and there's not a whole lot going on. It's a really yeah. tight movie. This um, is this is a good movie for kids in high school. Like, that I yeah. will give it. I was just talking to my friend about this, how movies need to be compartmentalized a little bit. Um, like Yeah, like I watched um, the Night at the Museum movies. They They're probably horrible movies. They're great family films. Yeah. Like, they're wonderful for that. This is that same category where it's like, this is great for teenagers. It gives them something to think about, something to be pumped about, make science yeah. cool. That's you kind know. of been, like, my frustration with, like, and I think that goes back to the conversation we keep having about, like, why movies are less fun now. Yeah. And I feel like that, and that also goes back to, like, our whole issue with block, blockbusters and how, how I was saying, like, with something like Dune, it gets dialed back because it needs to be a, a, a movie that can go to all ages. And it's like... I don't think every movie needs to be approachable no. from all ages. No. And like I think some of them just need to have their niche and like you need to approach a specific like target audience that you want to connect with and it'll work and people will really like the movie. Yeah. And this is great. I had a blast with this movie. I have a big problem with the time travel, but I'm a hard sci-fi dork. Yeah. But I I, I don't can't think say I've there ever was watched a... a fucking time travel movie. That's that's why I just I just don't even get into it cuz I don't I don't understand it. I mean, I understand it, but it's like, I don't care enough to, like you said, I don't go, I'm not going to go into the specificity of time relativity or yeah. like, like resetting and like the paradoxes and whatever. So it's like, and I know the movie's not going to be able to cover all of that. I'm not yeah. watching the movie to cover all of that. If I wanted to, I'd watch a time traveling documentary or something. Yeah. Like most of the time I'm watch just watching Prime. like fun shit and seeing like how badly do they rip off back to the future? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't find that many. Bad. No they, one fucked no, their mom. So. Of, I mean, it's it's named after Back to the Future. It's because um, the uh, the whole uh, time travel piece in the second movie is called the Almanac, the thing that they do all the uh, sports betting from. And really? Then the, yeah, and then the car getting the reason they send a, a toy car back in time first is it's homage to Back to the Future, and they make like a couple like capacitor references and like there's a shot I think that they took 
from Back to the Future 2. And it was like, <laughs> why did you make this movie then? <laughs> but even though I know we just established this is a great movie to like just watch and have fun with. Yeah. I think that backs up my point where you know how Back to the Future is only told from one perspective. It's only told from, from the Marty. future going back. Well, until you it's, go to number two, yeah. Well, number two, everybody knows, kind of falls apart. And I then love three is two. just like, what is even my happening? Favorite, my favorite Back to the Future movie is one and two together. Like, I always have to watch them back to back. I, I sit down and watch all both of them. I don't give a shit about the third one, but those two... But you're always stuck in one perspective, even yeah. though in the next one it kind of like falls apart a little bit. You're still yeah. always stuck following Marty in his present time. There's no jumping. Yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. Where he's not yeah. like in multiple time zones. Yeah, or like so time this, time areas. That's that's where it kind of falls apart, and that's where so, like doing drive. Okay, I, I get that. Is. That makes sense. I get that. I think I I understand why you shouldn't do that in a time travel movie because, like you said, it makes it so much messier, and there's so much more you have to keep track of. Yeah. But, uh, but to me, watching a time travel movie, if they're not doing that, then I'm like, then why am I not just watching Back to the Future or like Hot Tub Time Machine or somebody where they're just in the past? You know what I mean? True. That's True. kind of like the fun appeal to me of a modern uh, like time travel is that we have the technology and we should have the you know intelligence to be able to be like, yeah, we can cut in and out of these time zones and yeah. like these time periods and it's a thing. It's that's, that's why I think we should cover Primer one of these days because Primer does that really well. It's like the hailed time travel movie like everybody which is um, i was reading some stuff and they were saying there's another movie that this was also taking reference to those a time travel movie that took place in 2004 primer came out in 2004 and then the time that he goes back to at the very end of the movie is 2004 yeah lots so lots like, of people lots of people look at primer as like the holy grail um and it was made by like two broke college students on like a budget of like seven grand it's nuts how the best movies are made yeah but um this movie, even even with the time travel flying bar, it is fun. I I think some of the characters don't need to be there. There is a third kid, Quinn, that's the chunky Qu one. Why is he there? I don't know. Like, what and is his that role? Whole, he's like, he's that kid that's like, you're clearly with the nerdy kids because you're obnoxious and nobody else wants to hang out with you. Yeah, like he's that kid. And, yep. like, he, he's the one who uses, like, all of their uh, benefiting from the time travel for, like, school popularity. Like, that's his, like, main thing. Is like, he just wants yep. to be popular and shit. And he kind of gets it. And I feel like I wouldn't have minded his character if they hadn't had that whole conversation at the end of the movie between him and David. Where he's like, how can you destroy the machine? How can you give up everything that we have? And he's like, and I was like, they literally call you the wrong name. Like, even when everybody <laughs> knows you, like, the ongoing joke is nobody knows this kid's name. And literally, when people know him, they still chant the wrong name. And I'm like, <laughs> And then all the friends go along with it, which means yeah. they also don't give a shit they about him. They don't give a shit. Like, that was the one part where it was like, we already know David's going back. Because the, the whole thing that fucks it up is they go to Lollapalooza so David can impress the most awful character in the movie, Jessie. Which I did not realize how terrible she was until I rewatched it. She, I don't, I don't get it. She needs to die. She just shouldn't be there. She's I, the worst. I, I snapped you about, like, the whole drama, like, the, the character drama that happens is her being mad that he went and changed the fact that he didn't kiss her. But, yeah, so he has this crush on her, and they, like, set it up that David's just, like, inevitably bad with talking to girls. And there's this whole, Which, like... They kind of established really well. Yeah, that yeah. Was really I don't well think written. the payoff was well, was worth it at all. They should no, have just had like, kiss her at Lollapalooza and had yeah. him fuck it up for doing something to do something else. 
but like, you know how in most movies they're like he's bad at talking to girls and really they're fine like yeah it's not, yeah this... no david's actually awful at talking it's probably because he's like 20 it's because he's 26 and he's like i should have been doing this 18 year olds don't be like hey you try to do the sex <laughs> and they're like i'm calling 911 she's like i gotta get my parents consent first but <laughs> um but yeah so they set up these bad with girls so there's this whole thing where they like clearly have this chemistry and i think the chemistry between them works like they they definitely seem like those high school friends who are like hanging out and everybody in the group is like will they won't they so yeah. i think that part kind of works and like it's clear clear they will but there's this moment where it's like the, supposed to be their big moment and david blows it like, absolutely blows it. And then, like, she's just done with them. This thing, I didn't really see. It also was, like, I like that it was subtextual. I like that it was, like, you know, not directly, like, do you love me? But yeah. it was, it was, it's not enough for me to be, like, if he didn't respond to that, I don't feel like you could just freeze him out. But I guess yeah. high school chicks. I guess I can't. Yeah, she's just so wishy-washy, and she has too much emotion. Her emotion is too nuts. Like, yeah, you didn't get kissed at Lollapalooza, but then to, like, throw a tantrum about it and, like, yeah. yell at him. And, and like, then throw a tantrum... Well, then she she freaks out like that, but then she also gets mad at him for changing the time loop to go back and kiss her. Which, I'm sorry, if I figured that out and someone did That's that flattering. for me, I'd be like, it's how we're getting yeah, married. Yeah. No, she immediately goes, like, how do I know this isn't fake? And then she's like, I just liked you the whole time. And I was like, this is dumb. This is real yeah. stupid. But I do, and that's where, like, I think the third act of this movie just, like, completely ruins the rest of it. Because I, I guess, I mean, I still like this movie, and I'll still watch the third act. But I feel like the third act, if it had just been written a little bit better, yeah. the whole movie would have come together so much better. And instead, it's just this, like, fucking awful chopped together mess like chopped together mess of them just trying to connect the dots of shit that they've been setting up for like the past hour yeah which is which so is most of these third acts but this is why it like fits into that young adult thing because there's a forced in romance for no reason or i feel like you could write the romance out and like just have like kind of the thing that he's working to avoid or like fix is like the cops always finding them because at one point the cops like kind of Somehow they like pinpoint how how why why does so, the cops okay, get called? So okay, so there so when uh, David jumps um, to fix Lollapalooza, he ends up messing up the space time continuum. Which is funny that that's what messes up the space time continuum, and not them yeah. going back to change Quinn's temp chemistry test five fucking times at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> well, but I sure. love that montage. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great part. But it's like if that's not fucking it up. Um, but so yeah, he goes back and he ends up fucking a bunch of shit up. So he keeps jumping alone and then they keep finding him trying to jump alone where he just jumps by himself and leaves them. But Jesse yeah. ends up like going through the time with him and she ends up running into herself from that time zone. And that's what they establish. Like if you see yourself in the past and you don't get away from them, you just like disappear. Yeah, they <laughs> establish that with a Quinn, don't yeah, they? So that's, they, what they th that's what they do in the first night. He goes to his own room and starts drawing on his neck. It's yeah. like, that's what I'm saying, he breaks time travel rule number one, where it's like, you're not supposed to see your past self. Um, so, yeah, she sees her past self and she disappears. So when David fixes, so when David jumps back, Jesse's missing, and she was the last, he was the last person that they saw her with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they assume that he kidnapped her. So that's why he's like, I didn't kidnap anybody, I just built a time machine. <laughs> but yeah, so that's why the cops start chasing after him. I would, I would like it better if, like, wh whatever branch of government his father worked for, like, that equipment had to have some sort of tracking on it. So if, like, the government's 
started to like peek in on them and they were trying to avoid that and then just completely take the romance out but then and again then you like lose full sci-fi where like government people are coming through time to like yeah. come after these fucking high school kids and like yeah then we get what suits. i want and not what's good for yeah. the, I mean, the audience is trying to get her too i would love if that would be a time travel movie instead just the future <laughs> comes in the past to wage war why the fuck not that would be so sick <laughs> Isn't that what they did in Tomorrow Wars? That uh, Chris Pratt movie that just came out? Oh, I haven't watched it. No, the past goes to the future. Oh, I mean, that seems like a lose-lose, but... (laughs) Yeah, I mean, if you think you got the bravado for it... (laughs) I just feel like if you're in the future, you're always going to win that war in the past. (laughs) Have you seen Chris Pratt's bravado? He's got enough of it to go around. (laughs) That's because it comes out of a fucking syringe. We have no proof that Chris Pratt does steroids. We yeah, just have true. a strong inclination. Yeah, I just know somebody on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> it is Anna Ferris. <laughs> or is it Anna? Sorry. You don't bulk up for Star Lord that quickly. We've been doing something. <laughs> um, I will. Uh, one of the one of the moments though that I do like is the lottery. The lottery bit in this movie. Oh yeah. I think that is brilliant. So, do you want to explain the lottery part? I feel like I just keep I just keep talking about it. So the lottery part is like, first of all, it's the first. They try it a couple times. They mess up. It's almost played like a comedy bit because yeah. they, they keep doing it and then they finally win it and it's them just like sad holding the check because they've tried to do it so <laughs> no, many times. No, no, it's because they put in the wrong Powerball number. <laughs> oh. <laughs> they they put in so they get all of the numbers right except for the Powerball. So instead they're like, oh, we're going to win $800 million because we're going to get the whole Powerball. But one of the kids writes in the last number wrong. So we're going to get $1.8 million, And they're holding this giant $1.8 million check with like these giants like scowls. And they're like, come on, you just won, you just won $1.8 million. Smile. And they're like, fuck, 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 fuck. Like, well, we can't win the lottery again. I thought they did it again. I, I don't think so. No, no, I think they just, that would have been, I think that would have been funnier. But yeah, I'm pretty sure the Asian kid's like, I'm not winning the lottery again. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, we're just going to take it. I would have done it like eight more times. <laughs> These kids are stupid. <laughs> well, yeah, also like, they get 1.8 million and the kid has a custom for, or a custom Maserati and then brings taco trucks to everybody in school. And then David also gives the money to his mom for school. So I was like, wait a second, do you know how much one point eight? That's not that much money to split between five people and their families and then spend on school lunch. (laughs) Like, so if I got even that sliver amount of money as like a teenager, I would think I was like the richest person on the planet because I didn't understand adult billing and like a mortgage and all that shit. But I'm sure they were like, I can, I can provide for my family till the day I die. No, you can provide for your family about five months. Five months. And then you're fucked. <laughs> $20,000 is not that much money. No. Yeah, even 1.8 with the stuff that they're buying, like, if you oh, want, yeah. especially now, if you want to ball out, you need, you need some fat stacks, guys. You need, you need fatter stacks. <laughs> you need constant income. That's really what you need. The key to fat <laughs> stacks is consistent income. I am yes. now a financial expert. Just FYI. Invest, work hard, get that revenue. And don't get arrested. And don't get arrested. For the love of God. <laughs> For the love of God. Do you also like when he's getting 
chase through the chase through the school. Yes. He randomly falls and he's just bleeding. I love that whole chase sequence. I thought the pacing and like the intensity of that whole chase sequence was the highlight of the movie. Yeah, I actually thought it was really good, even though it didn't like. It I was, don't. Like, I don't know what? why he fell and started bleeding, but it made the takes right. of his hand on the number pad way cooler. Yeah, that's why I was like, ah, it's stupid, but I really don't care. Yes. What was like this a, movie rated? PG thirteen. Why? I'm th- I want to go back to my first point. Why was somebody not fused into the floor? You established that. You gave me hope. At that point, Oof, don't... I don't know if they can put that in PG-13. Can you go through that If kind you of can put form? it in an episode of Star Trek in season two for families, you can definitely do it in a PG-13 blockbuster. Mm. Yeah, but how good were the, was the resolution on that? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> <laughs> you about to say. Is it like a spooky look looking special effect? Or is it like, a, oh, that's really I mean, not in the floor? I mean... That man's literally wearing an inner tube that's painted like wood. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's the concept that's upsetting, okay? And besides, it could just glitch out the camera if it becomes a little too gory. That's true, that is true. That would actually be... A, that's a good way to cover it up. So yeah, I if just, you just had... I'm so mad that they established that some things get fused into things... And then no character, every time they would jump, every time and I saw somebody Something laying has, on the yeah. ground, I was like, this is the one. And then it never was. Yeah. Well, because there's a, the part where Quinn puts his hand over the thing and it's like, is something going to shoot through his fucking like hand and be fused through it? I want And then, because uh, they, they send a car through and then Jesse finds out, this is how, this is a, like the first lines out of Jesse's mouth. Every bit of her dialogue just makes me want to stab her in the face. She's just she's just saying the worst things all the time. She finds out they're building a time machine. They just sent a toy car. What a one minute in the past. She goes, "Oh, so now you're ready to test it on people." And yeah. It's like, okay, that was the other point where I was like, "What?" I just saw a hammer, a screwdriver go through a hammer, and you're sending a car back a minute. No, that's not the time to send people back. <laughs> I would maybe do a dog or something. I'd steal my do mom's all dog. all five of them. <laughs> like, it's like, you know what? Fuck it. One, one toy car to go back a minute. Five people a day. Let's go. <laughs> that is progression. <laughs> that's, that's the bravado of teenagers, though. They'll fucking... That's, okay. I guess that's, like, um, my biggest issue with, like, any of the dialogue between them. Is it's all, like, you can tell that that's the script, like, what people think teenagers sound like. Yeah. Like, they're like, oh, Jessie's like the, the headstrong chick. She needs to always be pushing the group to do something. And, like, Quinn's a loser guy. He needs to always be trying to, like, have a party. I think the only one that was, like, a well-written teenage character was the fucking sister. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's just like, I hope those bitches get what's coming to them. <laughs> <laughs> she's just, she's literally just, his, his sister's character is just getting bullied at school and not liking it. I love his sister. His sister's great. <laughs> the, uh, she's the best part of the whole movie um was so they kind of establish near the end that the things that happened in the past like overwrite the camera yeah I don't <laughs> then how is this a found footage film <laughs> also where where did you get see that that's another that's another reason this is why I do like found footage films, is because I just always separate myself from that. Because if I think about it, every found footage film yeah. becomes garbage. Yeah. Every single one. This one is just very close to the top. <laughs> like It's just barely like under the water. It's like under the surface of the water of how loosely Bobby put together up every it is. now and then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh, that's a plot point. Oh, <laughs> that's a character mishap. <laughs> that's a rewrite that should have been done. 
you chalk it up to ah, it's for stupid teenagers. You go see yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, on a I'm weekend sorry. when you're I'm trying not to. Watching, I I know like I actually still even haven't seen the Blair Witch all the way through. I know it's like the big found footage, but like I never watch found footage and think like there's a prestige to them. Yeah, like, like the most like I guess like deep quote unquote found footage film I think I've watched is Chronicle, and that's still a subpar normal film. Yeah, like but. It, I mean, it's good. I love. I mean, I, I just have to admit. I have to admit that there are there are flaws. Even though I deeply yep. love Chronicles so much, I, yeah. I always, I always say this movie is like between Project X and Chronicle, but not as good as either of those two movies. What's Project X? Project X is the big party movie. That's a big found footage, and they had like like the actual cast is like filming it on their phones and stuff. It's on Netflix. Is that the one with Selena Gomez? No, the Spring no. Breakers. No, this one with Miles Teller as a baseball player, who just shows up and gives high school girls alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's literally like an hour and 30 minutes of these people just like trashing a house. It's, it's a pretty fun, I mean, it's a fun movie. It's another one of those like high school vibe movies. But like, it's similar to, it's like the party vibes of this and then like the deep parts of Chronicle and then yeah. you get Project Almanac out of it. I put Project Alm- Almanac as like one of those makeout movies. You you yeah. you put on an exciting movie for the third wheels in the room, but you're really there <laughs> to make out with whoever you're into. <laughs> It's got something for everybody, you know. It's like the party scene. It's got like the yeah. action scenes. So and that it's way, like you Johnny can only in the watch corner. the first half and then dip out for the other the other half of the movie. Johnny in the corner can sit there and loudly eat his popcorn over all of the loud bits, and when all the loud, exciting things are happening, you make the wettest, sloppiest kiss to whoever you're trying to feel out. <laughs> that is what. <laughs> That's what this movie is. It's a makeout movie, and it's excellent at that. That sounds like a sexual harassment movie, but. <laughs> <laughs> you just feel up and give a sloppy, disgusting kiss to the closest person to you, and that's the end. <laughs> I mean, that's why nobody would date me. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be like, Paige, get the fuck off me. I want to see what happens at Lollapalooza. <laughs> I'm lonely. I'm alone. <laughs> That's why I'm single. People will try to put on makeup movies. I'm like, wait, no, 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 I haven't seen this. I, I don't know what's gonna happen. We have to. I'm now I'm invested. <laughs> Your boner can wait for another hour. It's <laughs> very you. Cinema comes first, guys. It does. Pure cinema. This movie, cinema. I, I think this is a pure cinema. I, there wasn't a part where I was bored. I right. think the, There's. It's, I think like, it's, it's 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 one of those movies where it's like. Like, yeah, it's not great. It's, but it's not bad, and, like, it's tight. It does not waste your time. It doesn't waste your time. Honestly, it was... I feel like it, honestly... I don't think it could be... It definitely couldn't be shorter. It's one of the few movies that I will say. If you yeah. cut any time off of this movie, you're missing parts of it. Like, yeah. it's straight up just, like, not there. Which honestly it, might fit better with what's going on. <laughs> it, it feels like I'm missing parts of this already short movie. The things happen where I'm like, wait, what? I, well, I love how he goes, from this point forward, film everything, and they immediately cut. <laughs> you know what I think I would have liked? Yeah, they do immediately cut. I, I think I would have liked, just for my own sanity, I think this still would have worked with the kiddos. If we had a line like in Looper, where a character literally says, try not to think about it. Like, what, like, maybe you could have written some dialogue for a character, like, trying to dissect time travel yeah. or whatever, and then someone's like, just don't stop. Like, just I feel like that's alone. where you should have, that's where they probably should have done Quinn's character differently. Yeah. So, I know you haven't seen Project X, but Quinn is, like, a carbon copy of, like, Costa from that movie, who's, like, 
the friend who's like throwing the party and he's like the obnoxious one on camera and like the main kids like you know very timid and shy and just like trying to have a party but I feel like that's who they tried to like make this character of and I feel like if they had done somebody like that who's like still smart and like a part of the group but can kind of diffuse this like overly technical tension yeah uh, I feel like that would have that would at least make the chemistry flow better yeah because a lot and of it you're like I get why like the Asian kid and fucking David hang out because they have similar interests. Yeah. And like this kid's here because he's from their past. But like other than that, they, they don't agree on anything. They have nothing in common. No. Why? What, who was the guy that ended up in the hospital? And also, did we ever find out why that happened? Because he does a big extravagant chalkboard that's drawing. The, that's right? the friend. That's the friend that ends up with his sister. The the guy, the other mechanic guy. That's I'm the, trying that's not to constantly refer to him as the Asian kid. Sorry. I'm trying to be progressive and not constantly refer to him as the Asian kid, but it's a movie full of white people. Yeah. <laughs> He's the only person of color. And they all have like, generic guess, names. Yeah, I guess Jessie is, like, not white. She's Sophia with an F, so I think she's Latina. She could be. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, I was looking at you. I thought you were the expert. That's racist. <laughs> I'm trying to dig myself out. Yeah, Sorry. she's my cousin, didn't I tell you? <laughs> No, well, as a matter of fact, you didn't. Tell her I think that she sucks in this movie. <laughs> Let me just text her real quick. <laughs> anyway, uh, is wh why why did he get put in the hospital? So, I I want to say it's one of those like rules that they didn't really make a rule. So before that, that other kid gets put in the hospital, the basketball player, which is why the basketball team doesn't win, which is why her dad uh, doesn't go to the game, which is why he flies the plane and kills all those people. And, like, all that shit happens. So, then David jumps back to stop that kid from breaking his leg. But in turn, a oh, his name's Adam. That's the other kid's name. Sorry, Adam's the one who breaks his leg. So that's how he ends up not. They never show it to you. They just but show him like in the hospital. he's, like, in a hospital. coma. Yeah. Why is he in a coma? I don't know. You take an inch, you take a mile. <laughs> Time like travel, a, man. He's a full blown vegetable. I, I also, I don't, I don't mind it. Because, I, I, like I told you, I'm not really thinking about the science behind this. But, like, the whole, they're gone for nine hours the in the past. I just want to know what happened to him. I don't know. I straight up don't know. Also, they come back and they're like, oh, my gosh, there's robberies, fires. I'm like, did you guys just go to 2020? I'm like, because this is, like, a daily. <laughs> it's like, robberies, fires, sounds like a normal day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, this doesn't seem like it's that out, far, far out of, like, the regular world events. It does go bonkers real quick, but they, I did like how none of it happened in front of their eyes. It was all stuff they were looking for online. Yeah. So they, like, it was across. all stuff. Yeah. It, they came across it. It wasn't like they came back and all of a sudden the world was on fire, like in that Guy Pierce movie, The Time Machine, where he, like, goes to the future and the moon is melting or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happened. That should have been at three. <laughs> They go so far in the future, they end up just, like, on desolate Earth. <laughs> I, well, I watched The Time Machine as a kid, and that scared the shit out of me, because there's, like, a shot of the moon just breaking apart, and it's so scary. <laughs> so fucking scary. The Time I Machine? Finish, I couldn't finish Guy Pierce's The Time Machine until <laughs> I was, like, an adult, because it would scare me so bad. I just can't imagine him being, I guess, uh, this is... I'm sorry for your loss. <laughs> I watched it as an adult. It's not a good movie, but... I'm sure it's... If it's called The Time Machine, I imagine it's either transcendent cinema or it's garbage. 
Like, there's no in between. That's the the rule, isn't it? That's it the is. Rule. It really is. If you're gonna if you're gonna be that intense and put the before the title of your movie, it's gonna be garbage or transcendent. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. It's a really good rule. <laughs> what um, else can we say about this movie? Um, I can't talk about the score. There was no score. <laughs> there literally is. I can talk about the awful sound mixing though. Oh, yes, please. I guess, please. I guess, so I wonder, one of my things is I wonder if they actually shot at Lollapalooza, because there's definitely clips from the 2014 or whatever year Lollapalooza. Were you there? How do you know that? I just, I just remember, I, I remember hearing people talk about it in high school, because I was friends with people who were there that And they were like, sure. you're not going to believe this, they were filming a movie at Lollapalooza. No, but I remember that that was one of the fucking bands on the set, oh. you fucking asshole. <laughs> internet you know the lineups i know the lineups for things without having to go there <laughs> kanye west is going to coachella i haven't been there but, but just in case <laughs> um no no i i feel like the the stuff they shot at lollapalooza was actually or at least some of it was actually shot from lollapalooza or stolen from it so mm. i guess i can kind of give them like a pass on the audio for trying to shoot all that in a crowd, but especially the when the world ends on dialogue. You can hear them like shift up the lab mics and like shift down the music every single time they go to talk. Yeah. And there's a time where he's passing out the VIP passes. Like the, the, the dialogue in his mouth does not line up with what he's saying at all. He's like straight up not speaking and he's handing out the passes while this like character is talking. So, there, I have a question with found footage films. So, found footage films tend to lend themselves to longer takes. Yes. So, when you have, like, shorter takes, it's probably easier to do mixing because you're only dealing with, like, an isolated amount of time. Yeah. Is, is that just a common problem? Because I notice that a lot with found footage is, like, audio is awful. Probably it's, just yeah. it's well, so extended. Yeah, well, because the problem is, is, like, when you, when you set up for, like, a controlled shot... Yeah. Even 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 found footage, like yeah, a lot of it, especially now, a lot of it's controlled because otherwise you get issues like this. Yeah. Like when you set up for a controlled shot, like you pad the walls of sets, you have like a boom op, you have people like in an enclosed space, and they have like specific marks that people know you're going to, so yeah. you can control all the sound there. Where I feel like with something like this, you just kind of have to throw labs and get a boom and hope for the best because it's like yeah. with something like that, like they're gonna be moving so much, there's only so much you can do. Yeah. And I feel like maybe that's. That's probably why, like, I, I like found footage films, because obviously I told you, like, I like the grungy look of things, and what, what looks grungier than fucking the actual characters running around with cameras, right? It's yeah. filthy. But, like, it, it's not on that level of, like, crisp cinema, because I feel like, at the end of the day, it's always going to be easier for you to just take a camera and, like, look around and run around than it's going to be to, like, set up a shot and make sure all the audio sounds even. And right, you get, like, the artistry of the framing and the cinematography. Like, all that's out the window. Yeah, yeah. Where there's, like, I mean, there's some interesting framing here, but a lot of it is, like, a lot of it is just based on, like, the setting. And I don't really think it's, like, a thoughtful camera movement. Because for a long time, I don't know if you had this, but at the end of the film, <laughs> I couldn't figure out what what camera he was using. Yeah, okay, they, they have a thing where they establish there's two cameras. And I'm like... I think there's three. There's three cameras. There's three cameras. So there's a camera. That, uh, there's at least three. Or I mean, so, there's definitely two, but I'm pretty sure there's three because they have the one. That's when I realized at the end. They have they established they have that GoPro attached to the backpack, and I assume they just never take it off. So the whole end is him carrying the device, and you are the po point of view of the device. So, so like you're on the backpack. So it's not him carrying it. 
It's him carrying a bag and like the camera's attached to the bag. So write that out. Not, yeah. None of the multiple camera stuff had to be there. Yeah, none of that. Well, yeah, because they, they also have that one camera that like they set on the ground to watch them time travel. Yeah, and then you have the sister's camera that she starts with. Yeah. So there's like 25 different cameras yeah. happening. Yeah, yeah. That's why we're like, Chronicle kind of writes around it when they do that thing where Dax or Dane DeHaan takes everybody's fucking cameras and like yeah. that's how they cut, which is like creative. And then Project X has it where like everybody, it's a party, so everybody's shooting on their phone so that you can cut to all those different shots. Yeah. This is like, that's what I'm saying. This is like a mesh of both of those two types of way, but not thought out at all enough. Because yeah, it took me, it took me like this most recent watch to be like, what, who is, what are they shooting on in the last third, in the th- last third of the movie? Because for the entire second act, it's the sister. It's very clearly the sister. Yeah. And then they bring the GoPros in. And then it's just, you're with the brother, but it's like, the brother never had the camera. So I think, yeah, it's just that GoPro that's attached to the bag. And it's also, like, if you're in such an urgency to, like, fix everything, why would you pick up the camera? That would be the last thing I'd pick up. Well, that's, that's, that's what I was thinking. That's why I think it's attached to the bag. So every time he picks up the device and the camera's always running. It's one of those things... But yeah, there's there's because they set up that scene where Adam puts on the device and he has the GoPro and he's in the mirror. I'm trying to think of the last shot because I, I watched the last shot of him in that school hallway when he's like sitting down and bleeding because I don't know why I liked that the, the way everything I liked the it's light in the shot. shot. It was cool. Um, and I watched it a lot. The bag is like right next to him. The camera is like here. Yeah, and he, I, I know he reaches into the bag to get yeah, what looks I, like stopwatches, which are the yeah. time machine now. <laughs> I don't I don't get what the point of the... Is it just for them to keep track of how long they've been gone in the present? Yeah, it's to yeah see okay. how much time has missed. Okay. Because I'm assuming when you time travel in the logic of this, like, still... It's not, it's not blinked. It's not looper logic where you're just there and back and nothing yeah. happened. Well, that is kind of how it is. That's that's what I'm saying. That's the one thing of this movie that I'm happy they didn't go into because I don't want to hear their explanation for it because I don't really care. Oh, I want it. But, I want all of it. I mean, I do. I mean, I do, but not from this movie. I don't want to hear the explanation in this movie of why they okay, can yeah, go to Coachella for nine hours. Yeah, this is not the movie to do that in. I, I would also like to go into that, but like I said, I would like a full on like a deep time travel, like a deep. We sci-fi. should do Primer. Yeah, but I, I mean, I don't like. I haven't seen it in years. Good luck finding it. It's on Amazon. You can rent it on Amazon. I don't want to rent it. <laughs> it was filmed for seven grand, okay? It made <laughs> more than enough money. <laughs> um, and they never made a dollar since, Paige. They need you to rent that movie. <laughs> Are you kidding me? They, so whenever anybody writes a time travel movie, they now consult whatever his name, Colham? The writer of Primers. I, I want that to be I want that to be the found footage time travel movie. They're time travelers, but they're also making a movie. Oh. <laughs> so while they're making a movie, someone's traveling through time and fucking shit up at the same time. <laughs> that to me, I don't know how they coincide with each other. I don't know if the time machine is like a friend and he they're just the set. Filming like an episode of Downton Abbey and some dude blips into the scene and they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> They're just like out of the shot, please. <laughs> Dude, cut. <laughs> Get the fuck back to one. <laughs> we got catering in the trailer. Crew in the shot. <laughs> Who the fuck is this guy? You got Maggie Smith just frowning. <laughs> no, that's that's how they find the time travel. They're going through one of the dailies and they just see a guy come out of one of the set walls and walk to Crafty. <laughs> I'm writing this movie. <laughs> It's gonna be called No Time to Cut. (laughs) (laughs) 
my time traveling filmmaker movies. I let's. Well, what do you prefer in a in a found footage? Because I'm gonna tell you right now. I think the thing Ooh, that always this be a fun conversation. Oh, do you mean that? Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, the the thing that I think works best is when they paint it as a documentary. I don't know why, but whenever it's like this is a documentary film crew. I buy it much better, and I feel like you have much more control over things, and you can also easily get those different angles. And if you want your characters to move around and, like, a boom falls into shot, it still works for the sense. setting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I know I've brought this up in a different movie, but that's how um, Grave Encounters, the found footage, like, asylum oh, yeah. movie is. It's all, it's like a t- TV crew, yeah. like, doing shit like that. Now, that's yeah, I think the way that, to do it. I think that works. I think um, Diary of the Dead also is kind of, have you seen that one? No. I haven't seen it in years. I remember I was really into it as a kid, though. I think just because it was found footage, it's a zombie movie, but it's, like, these, like, college film students, and they're, like, they're just like, well, if it's the oh, end of the world, so it's, like, if the end of the world, we might as well just capture the whole thing. Yeah. And, like, the whole thing is, like, them. And that one kind of works, too, and I like that, because, I mean, I don't, they don't need to have a reason to be filming, but it helps, because then otherwise, there's parts of me where I'm, like, but why is it a found footage film? I guess that, I guess that is kind of what... I look for is to know why is this a found footage film and why is this not just like a normally like a normal shot film like what yeah. are we gaining from this being from the point of view of the characters yeah it's, it's almost like we need a normal like regular film shot of like again going back to his dad working for the government the government you pan in it's like a it's a long zoom of like government officials looking at a camera and then we switch to project almanac and yeah. then we fade back out at the end to them going, and now we have the information we need to take over the world or whatever it, the fuck. It starts off, does. they're just like, there's like in a room, they just start a VCR and they're like, <laughs> it's a Project VCR. Almanac. Or <laughs> like, that's what pops out at the end of the movie. It's, just like a, it's a VCR in 2015. Yeah. <laughs> that's how you know. <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, yeah, with found footage, I mean, for me, what I usually get into it is I just like the vibe of found footage. I know that yeah. you mentioned this. I do kind of like that there's not a score in found footage films. Yeah, like, it's less I think that's cool. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, don't get me wrong, like, a score elevates so many movies, but, like, in a found footage film, that quietness, that, like, ambient sounds of just, like, footsteps, breathing, opening, closing doors, putting on clothes, like, everyday so it, stuff. It makes things way more intense. So I'm sure you've seen, like, Paul Greengrass films. Paul Greengrass, with, like, intense moments, will specifically have, like, no score. So you just hear, like, the punching, you hear the footsteps, you hear everything. Like, you're in there in the moment. And that's what yeah. you have throughout the entirety of a found footage film. So, yeah, no yeah. score makes everything more real. Yeah, it gets very, at least for me personally, I find them very immersive. Yeah. Um, and I know, that's why I'm like, uh, every time, okay, I guess, since we're talking about found footage, do you have a favorite found footage film? Oh, um, I do, but I don't think you're gonna like that. I think it's that I find are you gonna say back. are you gonna say Cloverfield? No, I I, I like Cloverfield, basic. but it's not my favorite. My favorite found footage film is actually The Last Exorcism, with the ex with the excuse of don't watch the final part. Oh, okay. Um, so you know when it like actually turns into like the cult devil thing? Yes. Yeah. I've rewatched The Last Exorcism like a lot of times. I think wait, the that's acting- like, the, like the recent one, like the one that came out a couple like ten years ago or so. Yeah, with the girl with the, the back bend. Yeah. 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 I really like that movie, and, like, everything in it makes sense, and, like, everything before the garbage final part, I think, is really good. It's really well executed. Um, They do have a little bit of a score, because it's supposed to be a documentary. Documentaries have, like, some, like, a college student doing the score to put it on his resume. 
and it it just feels real and nice to me. And then the other one, of course, is Chronicle. I love Chronicle. Yeah, Chronicle's probably my my favorite. Um, just because I mean, it's it's just like I, like that one. That one's a movie where it's like you need the vibe of the found footage for that movie to work. Yeah, if that especially movie were shot normally. That final. Yeah, yeah. If that movie were shot just like a normal film, I think, I mean, like I said, it's already, I know a lot of people, like, have their issues with it, so it's already not, like, a perfect movie, but I feel like that would make it just such a watered-down, shitty movie. Yeah. Because um, I feel like the, the show, shooting in that is so stylized for what you're seeing. Yeah. That was Josh Trank. It was. Oh, I, um, I was looking at the director of this movie, so this is a, this is a director's first, this is a director's first project on that, guess what the second movie is? No. I want to discover it for myself. Hold on. All right, all right. Paige will announce it then. I'm pulling it up. I'm pulling it up. 2017. How the fuck do I find the director on... Oh, Dean Israelite. Yeah, that's a name. He really wanted to get with the Jewish population in Hollywood. It was not. It was not. It It was was not! Doesn't it kind of feel like it, though? You can kind of tell. I'm so upset. I know. It makes so much sense. What?! So this is also the director of the 2017 Power Rangers live action movie. Brian Cranston honest- was in the Power Rangers movie. Who? Brian Cranston. Oh yeah, you don't remember? He's the he's the head. He's uh, what's the fucking uh, Megazords? The guy, the guy who's in the ship who control who talks to the Power Rangers. They're they're big guy. I saw Power Rangers once. I know I was not a Power Rangers kid. I had never seen an episode of Power Rangers in my life. But I watched. They never it say I went- it's morphin time, so don't even see it. Oh. I, I watched it, I was like, this is actually a watchable movie. Like, it's I mean, shock- it's not bad, it's just not Power Rangers. It's just not Power Rangers, but it was shockingly watchable. It, it, it feels honestly a lot, this movie I would say is better because it's not, because it's not Power Rangers, it's not trying to do something like that. Yeah. But that movie, once I, like, saw it, the dots, like, the floodgates opened and I saw Enlightenment. Like, I was like, oh my gosh, it makes so much sense. It's colored just like Power Rangers. It looks the exact fucking same. Does it not? Wow. Like, I've... even the character dialogue, you can tell that it's just part of the director's way of working with actors. Like, it just, it doesn't feel right and they don't understand how uh, high schoolers talk. Yeah. Is that the dude from Stranger Things? I'm now looking at yeah. pictures. Yeah, it's Dacre Montgomery. He's the Red Ranger. Yeah, and then the guy who's, like, the most stereotyped abusive older brother on the planet. <laughs> yeah, with his mullet. Yeah, it's season three or whatever. But Two season three. three season three has uh, Steve Harrington at his prime. That's that's best Steve Harrington is season three of Stranger Things. All Steve Harrington is best Steve Harrington. He's written extra well. What, you think Pete <laughs> the Mall Cop is going to rappel down here and save the day? <laughs> that's fucking lying. <laughs> Yeah, they well, put this movie under a, a thriller, and I honestly, I can see it being kind of creepy at the end. No one gets fused! No one gets fused! I know. That's, I mean, I'm saying lightly creepy for, like, a teen movie. That's fair. Um, but yeah, I just I don't, I don't know. slap this under sci-fi. Yeah. <laughs> see, that's, that's why, that's why we should, we, well, actually, no, we shouldn't, because we're definitely not qualified to break down the sci-fi genre. We can break it up in the way that we think we should break down the sci-fi for yourself. <laughs> well, I know, sorry, yeah, me specifically, I'm not. But, because like, I just feel like we've had this conversation so many times on, like, there's, like, everything is under the umbrella of sci-fi when there's so many different kinds of sci-fi out there. And this everybody's is... like, no, it's just science fiction. It's like, but, 
It really isn't. <laughs> this this is just soft sci-fi. You turn yeah. it on. It's it fits honestly in the same vein as like Looper, where you're more there for the story than you are for the actual science. And I feel like that's most time travel stuff. If you're yeah. if you're watching a time travel movie for the science, I don't know why you're watching time travel movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that's not where they cover that. It would be cool. It definitely would be cool to see somebody do like a a deep like a modern deep sci-fi that's just like crazy over the top, never been done before. Like oh, time yeah. traveling. It's just hard. I feel like writing that and storyboarding that would be so difficult. Oh yeah. They were like the the writing and the researching for this movie only took six months. And I was like, Yeah, you can fucking tell. <laughs> I'm shocked it took that long. Yeah, yeah. They were like, well, written like, this in an afternoon. The research on time travel took three months. I was like, just, is that just- What research did you do? They needed to learn what DERPA and the theory of relativity was. (laughs) That's probably about it. They're like, let's just throw quantum mechanics terms in here. My favorite part of this whole movie is when he's doing those aggressive chalkboard drawings. And you think he's going to do like complicated math, but it's just bubbles with names. That's why when you were saying, I need a whiteboard for this, that's immediately my brain went to, like... It's just me going, time point A, Time point A over, as time goes farther, I become older. (laughs) (laughs) And it all circles back to 2004, what does it mean? (laughs) Whose keys are these? (laughs) That's Project Almanac. (laughs) I could just see myself getting frustrated and trying to save it with a joke like question mark, question mark, question mark, profit. (laughs) (laughs) All over last fiscal year's revenue percentage (laughs) subtracted by the customer client base (laughs) equals flux capacitor over five. (laughs) Fuck you, science. MIT. <laughs> <laughs> I should have. I should have gotten that. Okay, I have a question. Why didn't he get the fucking scuff? Sorry. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Why did he get the scholarship? He made a drone fly with his fingers. How is? What kind of auditions are they getting for MIT where that is not worth it? Did Time somebody machines. build an automaton? <laughs> like what the fuck? What if? That should have been Act 3. There's another MIT student who didn't win the scholarship and bring, comes to the time machine and beats the shit out of David for changing the time-space continuum. I just thought I don't that know. was so stupid. I, I will say, though, as somebody who had similar issues like that in college, that is kind of a relatable, like, close-to-home frustration of being like, you got into this college, but they're not going to give you any... They're not going to give you enough money to go. I got 15 thousand dollars for my shitty art my shitty art weren't won fifteen thousand dollars worth of it i you you gotta go to an art school they'll just throw money at you that's because you won't be able to get a fucking job that's true <laughs> that's because you're only gonna spend money at art school you'll look be there at for me now years, leave and then go work at wendy's <laughs> look at me now <laughs> yeah um so anything else 
I don't know. Should we rate this movie? I'm gonna rate it. Yeah, yeah. Give me your rating first. I would say I would say goodness wise. I'm gonna give it a spectrum of ratings. I would say goodness wise, like an actual objective movie. It's like a three and a half overage high school student out of five. Okay. But like for fun movies, I'd say it's like a high four. It's a high four. I, just, I like, know you're, it on you've been on Letterbox a lot because you're only doing out of five. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that just makes me feel good. That's a good. That's a good way to do it. I like a ten rating system. I do everything out of ten. It gives me I more fluctuation. I guess I could do a ten. My thing is every time now when I when I watch movies, I just know I'm gonna rate it on Letterbox, so I immediately think of five. Fair so I'm like, I know I'm gonna have to compress my feelings down to five. But what if I was gonna do ten? I'd probably say overall it's like a seven. Okay. But like, and that's probably with my enjoyment. But it's probably more of like a six or a five gotcha. out of ten. So just if I was yeah, gonna kind of convoluted. Yes. If I was going to rate this on a science fiction level, this is two flux capacitors out of 76. This is horrible. (laughs) This is so bad. Um, And as far as as a funness level, I cannot deny I had a blast from start to finish. It's a good fucking movie. This has got to be like a 9 out of 10 (laughs) fucking 30-year-old high school students. I had a great time. You don't understand. We also have to we also have to shout out all of the the pinpoint the like spot on have to have time traveler and high school movie like quotes that they had. They're like, dude, you can't give up everything we have. And he goes, you don't understand. This is bigger than us. <laughs> and she goes, David, when are we? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, great, great time travel memes. <laughs> Go check out Project Almanac if you want. It's on Amazon Prime through IMDb TV. With, with ads. ads. <laughs> the, ad, the ads throw you off. There was one time... Sorry, you go. The ads were not as good as watching it on IMDb TV. They have great ads on IMDb TV. It they is have horrible the, ones the, on Amazon. Amazon. I don't know what you're talking about. The Amazon Prime one literally says, with IMDb TV. Like, you click on it on Amazon Prime, it takes you to IMDb TV. The ads were- No! I watched it straight on Amazon! I'll pull that bitch right up now! I'm pretty sure it says- I mean, I watched it on Amazon too, but I- I swear it says- it just goes IMDb TV. It says included with IMDb TV. Okay, I'm playing it now. I'm still on the Amazon Prime tab. Yeah, I know. You play it through Amazon, but it's streaming through IMDb TV. Then how come I'm not getting the cool, like, luxury rich people ads where it's like a- You don't get the Vanessa Hudgens Nexa plan? Oh, I did get that one where she's like, birth. what the fuck is this? <laughs> Even multitasking actresses like me, it's the birth control that goes in your arm. It's like, we get it, Vanessa. You fuck around. Everybody knows this. All I kept hearing every time she talked was, I mean, people are going to die, but like, that's inevitable. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, babies are going to die, but like, that's inevitable. So put this in your arm. <laughs> 10 out of 10 Vanessa Hutchins being oblivious to the rest of the world moment. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Well, don't die. Yeah, don't die. Your death is not inevitable, okay? It is meaningful. (laughs) Well, I mean, it is. It is inevitable. Shut up! Anyway, this was Nick's Reviews. (laughs) Da-da-da-da-da-da-da.